Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 95 of How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, the interview is with me. Uh, it's one of those Rachel Heron shows. I'm going to be talking about what I've been doing, um, catching you up, doing a little bit of mid-year review. I have found that I really like to do these for the podcast at the new year when I talk about what the year held, how much money I made, where the uh, revenue streams came from. And I like to talk about it mid-year, um, which happens to coincide with my birthday, which was yesterday. So um, I am 46 damn years old. And I love it. I'm surrounded a lot of time by people who are freaked out about getting older. And it <laughs> it doesn't freak me out. I think it's really great. I, you know, there's that old saying that it's preferable to the alternative, but I, I really think it is. Every single year, I'm getting closer to knowing the person that I want to be and getting closer to being able to um, become that person. And this year especially has had some extreme periods of growth. And all the while I've been writing. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what this first six months of 2018 has looked like for me. Uh, first of all, though, I want to tell you very exciting news that, um, I have two writing retreats that are now open and they are both about half full. So if you're interested in either of these, I would jump on it. Um, the first one is in September and I'm going to look at the calendar just so I don't screw up the dates. Uh, but yeah, September 13th through the 17th, or you can come just for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, that one is really cool. It's at Pigeon Point Lighthouse Hostel on the central coast of California, just south of Half Moon Bay and San Francisco. So that is a more budget option of a retreat. Um, it is the same stuff I always teach, which is so fun and fabulous, but it is for the more budget conscious of writing retreatants. So if you've never done one, if you kind of want to get your toes wet on the coast at a gorgeous lighthouse in a hostel-like setting, and I do mean E-L, not I-L-E, although the coast is a little bit hostile and rugged, um, but the hostel itself is very, very sweet and quaint, and we sleep in bunk beds, um, beautiful shared uh big living room and kitchen. We have the whole house to ourselves. There will be nobody in this house except for us writers for that weekend. And that um, you can find out more about that at rachelheron.com slash write. Scroll all the way to the bottom. There's my retreat info. And then I have already opened the April 2019 Venice retreat, uh, which you've heard me talk a lot about. This will be my third one. It is fantastic. It is half full and uh, people are coming in. So that is going to be the week of Easter. I'm clicking to it. Um, so it's April 21st through 27th in Venice, Italy. Uh, that is not a budget option, but it is still really affordable for 
a retreat because we stay in an old um, monastery. So the rooms are spare, but very comfortable. And you get your own room, own bathroom, all of that. Uh, and they're beautiful and clean and in a wonderful part of Venice. And I really love staying there. Although personally, I take the crucifix off the wall and put it in the closet because I'm not Catholic and I don't need Jesus on the cross staring at me while I sleep. That may help you feel better. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the only thing I do there. So those are both up on my website, rachelheron.com slash write, scroll down, take a look at them. Um, please come. I love doing them. So, uh, and if you want to talk on Skype about what I do there, we can schedule a call for that. Basically, I try to um, take you back to the reason that you write. I teach all levels of writing, even if you've never written. I've had people who have never written on my retreats, and I've had people with more than 40 books published. Uh, so I teach all levels, all genres. Um, I bring you back to your core story the unique reason that you write, why what you say can be said by no one else. Both of these retreats, I need to say, are women only. Um, at some point, I'm going to run a co-ed um, writer's retreat, but the one in Venice is women only, and the one at the hostel has to be women only because that's how this place works in terms of a retreat package. Oh, a really cool thing about the Pigeon Point, the coastal budget one, Toby Neal, the famous best-selling author Toby Neal, will also be there sharing with us some of her wisdom about um, centering and mindfulness when it comes to your creative practice. And she's just doing that out of the goodness of her own heart because we're going to do some other work together. So jump on that opportunity to be with her if you'd like to. Enough about that. Let's go back to actually what has been going on for this six months with me. The biggest thing, and it's not writing, and you already know about it, but it is that I stopped drinking in February. I got sober. Um, I've now been sober a little bit more than four and a half months. It has turned into something that has stunningly transformed my life into a brighter, better, happier calmer, saner, healthier place to live. Uh, I didn't know until I knew that I had a problem and it didn't get better until it got better. But the fact that it has gotten better has been truly transformative. And so that happened in February. And I got to tell you that late February and March and April were really recovery months for me when I was detoxing and getting all that stuff out of my system and um, getting back to a normal status quo. So I have been working through the, throughout March was a vacation month, which was awesome. But all the other months I've been working and I have, um, what did I do this last six months? Oh, I put out, um, two books and one audio book. The audio book for Fast Draft Your Memoir, uh, was something I was really proud of. It's something I had never thought of doing and actually doing the recording was phenomenal. And it was a great way to edit the book as well. Um, I managed to fit in a lot of little edits that had slipped by me of sentences that weren't as perfect as I would want them to be. They didn't come out of my mouth the way I would have wanted to, them to. So guess what? I got to change them. Um, the sales for the audiobook have been good. And even more exciting, the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. People like the way that I say the words in the books. So that has been gratifying and flattering. And I've been very glad. 
And so that has been good. I have been um, writing a lot. I have been revising a lot. I revised that thriller, the thriller that I still can't tell you the news about. Um, but you can probably guess the news. It's just not official yet. So hopefully I get to tell you soon the news. Uh, so very glad about that. And um, something else I've been writing that I've also talked about a little bit on the podcast before though, is I've been, I've gone back to journaling and I just brought up my journal for, uh, just this year. And what I do is in the morning when I get up, I do whatever morning stuff I need to do and do a little yoga or meditation or whatever it is I'm doing that day. Um, and then I sit down and I just write for, 15 minutes. Sometimes it goes to 20 minutes. And when I say write, it is top of the head, stream of conscious. It is uh, Julia Cameron's morning pages, basically, although I do it on the computer in a font that I made with a free font maker, because I like to see my own handwriting come out. So it feels more journalish. And they're not beautiful sentences. These are not things that I would share with the world. But what they're doing is they're helping me catch the minutia of my days. They also help me catch the noise in my brain. Um, the journal has been really pivotal in helping me recover from addiction. Um, I am in no way recovered from addiction. I am in no way complacent. I am working on it every day. Um, but having the journal there as this sounding board, every day I go there, I learn something new. And I just pulled it up and it is 74,000 words. 74,000 words. That's a decent sized novel um, that I've written in 15 minute bursts once a day and not even every day. I miss weekends. I miss the last three days because I was busy. Uh, and so I say that to say that I've done a lot of journaling. Number one, um, there've been a lot of revelations that have come out of that, but also you can get a lot of writing done if you're not trying to make it perfect. You can get 75,000 crappy words that can be edited by writing for 15 or 20 minutes in the morning. So I wanted to say that just to encourage you. And I love doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to continue it. I'm actually kind of thinking about expanding out and doing a little bit more with daily writing. And the reason I'm thinking about this is that I started using the productivity planner this year. I have just graduated out of the productivity planner and I found, it's probably on my desk here. I can show it to you. Um, oh, I found a way to keep it in my Midori Traveler's Journal. And if you're a bullet journal junkie like I am, then you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, don't worry about it. But basically I'm using this, it's called the Traveler's Train for Midori by Traveler's Company. And um, I'm going to basically be doing the productivity planner system inside that so I can keep it in my Midori. But the productivity planner system is real simple. You think about what you want to get accomplished for your week. And then every day you think about the number one thing you could do that day to get you closer to your goal for that week. The thing that if you did it, you could go to bed happy that night. And then you might write down two to four other things that would be great to work on, but they're not as important as that number one. Number three is not as important as number two. You cap it at five. Um, today, honestly, I only have two things that I need to get done in order to fulfill my goals for myself this week. 
And one of them is this podcast. Um, to the right of that, I've kind of made my own method now. I list all the things I have to do, the uh, coaching phone calls that I have, uh, the email that I have to get through, the email that I have to send to this person. So I do have a little running to-do list. But the point is, looking at it in a productivity manner keeps me from doing all the little things that I need to check off. It keeps reminding me that today my most important goal was to write. Did I write? If I didn't write, I shouldn't be looking at anything else. This actually saved me this morning because I was trying to get a major thing done and I wanted to use Dragon Dictate to help me. I was trying to write quickly and saving my wrists. I wanted to dictate it and Dragon pitched a fit. I still haven't been able to reopen it. I don't know what's wrong with it. And this is six hours later. And you know what? I didn't spend an hour trying to fix Dragon, which would be my normal default state because I clutch things and I I shred them and I take them apart and I want to know why things aren't working and I will push other things aside to get this thing done. And then another thing bursts into flame over here and I will run the fire extinguisher down the street in my pretty party dress to put out the fire when I should not have been looking at the fire anyway. It's actually not a good analogy because you should usually put out the fire. And you know what? On the 4th of July at a party that I was at, I did run a fire extinguisher down the street in my pretty dress and extinguished a fire in a recycling bin, which was awesome, you guys. Very low stakes. The recycling bin, which I actually thought was a car seat. It was so melted and on in on fire. Um, it wasn't threatening anything. It was just threatening a fence and it wasn't on my property. So I just got to be the hero and use a fire extinguisher for the first time. So I just went whoosh and it went out and it was super awesome. And I look like a hero and I never want to use one again. Hope I'd never have to, but it was very exciting. So um, I didn't mean to go on that tangent, but Having the productivity planner method, knowing what I need to get done that day, prevented me from putting out the fake fire that I thought I had this morning when Dragon wouldn't work. It made me think, oh, I'm not going to fix Dragon right now. I will get to that when I have some more time. I'm just going to do my work now. And it keeps working like that for me. So I want to encourage you, um, if you're curious about the method, the book, the actual analog book, uh, The Productivity Planner. The first third of it or so is just them writing about the system. Um, I, I believe in systems. You know, I do. I'm always looking for the next best one that has been working for me really, really, really well. So, and my, my new thing that I wanted to tell you about is I'm thinking about challenging the stories that I tell myself that I've always told myself. Um, giving up drinking has led me to be a more honest person, uh, particularly with myself. I'm pretty good at being honest with other people because I don't have a memory to remember lies. So I've had a policy of truth for a long time, a long time since I started, you know, since I used to get in a lot of trouble for lying, but I can lie to myself like nobody else can. I can lie to myself and tell myself that everything is fine, that I've got everything under control, which when I was drinking, I did not. And there are other stories that I tell myself 
that are not true, but I am a storyteller by nature. I'm a storyteller by profession. It's what I spend time doing. It's what I'm good at. And I'm very good at convincing myself of stories. And so I'm kind of taking time right now to test all the stories that I tell myself for veracity. One of the stories that I tell myself is that I can't write every day. And this is a weighted topic. Many people can't write every day for really good reasons. They have family that prevent it. They have jobs that prevent it. They have mental issues or health concerns that prevent it. Um, I am not telling anyone they should write every day. I've always thought I couldn't write every day. I needed to write maybe five days a week, four or five days a week. And then I needed to have weekends off. It has just occurred to me that I would like to try writing every day early just to see how that feels. I want to give myself a, you know, me and challenges. I want to give myself a one month challenge, one month challenge to write every day, kind of like NaNoWriMo. But, um, during NaNoWriMo, I never wrote every day either. I would write a lot of words and then take a day off and 4,000 more words and then take a day off. So I've never really tried to do something like this before, but I'm going to try to write 2,000 words a day, every day, even on weekends and see what happens. And saying it out loud makes it real. I will check back in with you on how the experiment goes. Um, but yeah, I'm just pushing back against that story. I told myself that I need time off. I've been taking a lot of time off lately. I feel like those six months in taking care of my health, I've taken a little bit too much time off writing and I feel guilty about it. Um, it's possible that this is a story I'm telling myself right now that isn't true. And how do you know? Well, how you know is you test it. So if I try to write 2000 words a day, every day for a month and I burn out and it feels bad, it is the wrong thing to do. Um, but if it actually gives me energy and feeds my soul, then it's going to be the right thing to do. And I'm looking forward to figuring out if that's true. Um, I'm also thinking about going back more to blogging just because that's a place to put what I'm thinking. Uh, but I'm thinking a lot of things about where I want my voice to be heard and what I want to use my voice for. So that has been interesting and exciting. And while I'm talking to you, I know that I'm using my birthday, my July, early July birthday to do this thinking about the first six months, but I want to encourage you to think about the first six months of your year. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but every single year this happens, I do my reviews and I never ever have accomplished as much as I thought I would. And I don't think that for me, that's a bad thing. I think that overreaching always means that at least I reach something. Other people do need to under plan in order to over deliver so that they're not swamped, so that they're not disappointed. Um, but I'm just happy with what I get done. So I do want you to think about what you've gotten done. If you haven't gotten very much done, I also want to say you get to forgive yourself. Uh, we all forgive you. Life is hard and messy and busy and just wanting to get stuff done is a step in the right direction. But for the next six months of 2018, how will you make your desires, a reality. How will you finish that book that you really, really want to finish? How will that happen? Actually, in concrete terms, what days will you spend what amount of time doing what? 
Figure those kind of things out. When will you start the book of your heart, the one that you have been dreaming about writing? Don't wait. The book of your heart, don't save it for when you're a better writer. Write it now. It'll make you a better writer. And the thing that nobody ever told me is that the next book of your heart always fills in the space that was there. And the book that you think you can never be more excited about, the one that's right in front of you that you want to write, the next book is going to be even more exciting. And that has always been true in my case. So um, please do that. And then I would love to know about it. I have a Slack channel that's been really, really fun, totally free. Go to rachelheron.com slash Slack and join and tell us your goals. Tell us what you're working on. Tell us how today went. Tell us how you want tomorrow to go and then come back and tell us how tomorrow went. It's a really good accountability place to put in what you're working on. I do it. They do it. We encourage each other. It's awesome. Um, also things that I want to thank. Uh, people for and my two new Patreon supporters, John Pierce and Audrey Kupfer. I think that's maybe how you say it. Thank you so much, John and Audrey. May you both find that your writing comes to you like a waterfall in Yosemite in spring. I'm telling you, I went to Yosemite for the first time when I was like 30 or something ridiculous, given that it's three hours away. And I thought that Yosemite was overrated. I thought I was driving into the valley. And I'm like, this is pretty. This is just California. And then you turn this corner on the road, and you're in the Yosemite of Ansel Adams. And I was there in late March, I believe. So the snow was just running off and Bridal Veil Falls was the first big falls that you come to. So he pulled over and stood next to it. And I have never felt such power and exuberance and electricity from this water source. And I've never gotten over it. Yosemite is everything. And John and Audrey, I hope that your writing goes like that. Thank you so much for supporting me. It means so, so, so much. And all of you who support me on Patreon, it means the world. You can always do that at patreon.com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. This is how I get the day job done. This is uh, one of the pieces that allows me to sit in this desk and talk to you about things like writing goals and plans and failures and successes and retreats. Do come on one of the the retreats, rachelhair.com slash write. Go check them out and join and tell me what you're doing. Drop me a line on email, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. It really makes my day when I hear how you guys are doing with your writing. I talk to you, at you, near you about my writing. I really want to hear about yours. So uh, do take me up on that. Please get some good writing done this week. Oh, better than that. Get some really bad writing done. Really terrible writing, writing that makes you ashamed of being a human being because that's how writing terribly makes us all feel. And then breathe and shake it off and know that you can come back and edit the crap out of that later. You'll revise it later. You'll make it into a shining diamond then. But um, just get some crap on the page. That's my goal. That's my challenge to you. And thanks as always for listening, for showing up, for spending your time with me. It's so awesome. I'm so pleased and so honored that you choose to spend your time with me. So. Thank you and happy writing to you. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? 
You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>